Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Second reading of scripture this morning you can find in the bulletin or in your pew Bibles. And it comes to us from the New Testament from the book of Hebrews. So listen now to God's holy word as it comes to us from Hebrews chapter 7 verses 23 to 28. Furthermore, the priests, the former priests, were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office or continuing their work. But he, Jesus, holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able for all time to save those who approach God through him since he always lives to make intercessions for them. For it was fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy and blameless, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. Unlike other high priests, he has no need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for those of the people. This high priest... Those who are subject, um, sorry, for the people. This he did once for all when he offered himself. For the law he appoints as high priest those who are subject to weakness. But the word of the oath which came later than the law appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Last week, I was walking through the grocery store aisles at my favorite local stop and shop. Not a plug, but it's just where I like to go. Because I had my family coming up this weekend, and I thought, you know, yeah, I'd pick up some, some supplies. But as I was, was walking through the aisles, I realized that the shelves were beginning to look empty again almost like they did almost a year, well, over a year ago in March 2020. In particular, the cleaning aisle, which uh, didn't have any paper towels, which I was really hoping to pick up. Things were looking a little bare, not to mention that other goods and produce were noticeably lacking in quantity. Now, people say this is because of the supply chain shortage, right? Whatever, however you define the supply chain. Some people say this is because it's happening for other reasons, and believe me, there are many theories. People, some people say that, well, there's just a bunch of lazy people out there cashing in their unemployment checks, but we know that's not the case in some of these other places where they've ended those programs. So, okay, maybe it's not that. Others, I think, would say that families or people have concerns over workplace safety, or they've started families, or they've started relationships, they've had other priorities come up in their life. Personally, I think this time we find ourselves in is a part of what one article called the Great Reassessment. 
After the past year and a half, people have had time to think, to discern what priorities are most important in their lives. And as a result, there have been people who've started their own business. They didn't want to work for someone else, and they had a creative idea, so they started their own endeavor. Some people, like I said, started families, or they started a relationship. Some folks started a journey of their self-discovery or rediscovery while finding ways to earn an income in a way that's not so traditional. I get that it's easy to be cynical. I get that. And that's not to say that there aren't any bad eggs who take advantage of the system. But I look around Mayopac, for example, and I look around at other places that I've grown up in and come to love, and I would say that for the vast majority of people out there, that that's not the case. And I would say that this is a time of great reassessment, of time where we reassess both our needs in a physical and spiritual manner. Things of value that were taught to us as being important might not be so important to us now. As we've spent time looking at our lives, what's going on in our lives, and realizing, yeah, that maybe there's some other parts of my life I just have not been paying attention to. As we continue to discern, to reassess, we do so continuing in the footsteps and the path of the prophets, the apostles, and the priests who came before us, who wrestled and struggled with similar issues that we find ourselves facing today. The author of Hebrews talks about this. This author mentions the significant numbers of priests who came before Jesus. Now, each of them had a role that was dedicated to a certain point in time and had evolved. And the author, I'm sure, would also say that they never accomplished everything they wanted to do in their lifetime. And like them, we don't have a lifetime or lifetime upon lifetimes to make the changes we want to see in the world. So how can we also then see the changes or make the changes we want to see in our own lives? But that thought doesn't keep us from trying. Like the myriad of priests who offered up sacrifices and conducted their religious duties, we too offer up day-to-day offerings. Day-to-day we offer up offerings of our time, of our energy, of our love, our passion, to the over. To, to God in the midst of the overwhelming list of other things that are vying for our attention. On some days, to be sure, it feels like we've maybe accomplished a lot, and those are days to cherish. I'm sure those priests who came before us cherish them. But on other days, it may feel like instead of making accomplishments in our mission as disciples of Christ or in reassessing the things that are going on in our lives, it might feel like on the other end, everything's just a hot mess. I've had those days. I'm sure we've all had days like that. 
hot messes where we just want to toss everything out and forget about it, go back to bed and see what happens the next day. The process of discernment, of assessing, is often complex and messy. But as, as messy as that can be, we find reassurance for us in the reading for today that in the midst of our seasons of wins, of losses, of hot messes and triumphs, of feeling like we accomplished something, through the midst of it all, Jesus remains at the helm. Jesus remains at the helm through it all, remains as the high priest who sees us through these swirling pools of time, is there to celebrate with us, there to mourn with us, acts as that reliable marker in the woods or if we're out on sea, that guiding light that helps to guide us back when we get lost in the storms of life. Jesus can do all this because Jesus continues to offer up himself as a living sacrifice that shows us the way. Jesus is the living sacrifice that illuminates the life way of God, the path that leads us to where our hearts will be filled, filled with the overflowing waters of God's mercy, compassion, and love. Through our time of work, of our ministry, through the times of our reassessing, changing, moving, Jesus remains the cornerstone that is always there when we are in need of a solid rock. When we need that touch point to help ground ourselves back into reality, the reality of God's life. I would genuinely like to believe that this is a time of great reassessment and that this time of reshuffling our priorities is the reason why we won't go back to things being normal or back to the way things used to be. Of course, that's a messy prospect, and we probably will stumble along the way as individuals, as communities, and as churches. But even when we stumble, we can turn to Jesus, who remains that constant presence, with Jesus filling the role of timeless companion and high priest, we are free to go about to discover who we are as people created in the image of God. We are free to fail, free to try to do our best and to learn from those mistakes. I like to think of this process of reassessing or our work as ongoing priests through the lens of a, I guess you would call it a contemporary parable that tells of this pottery teacher who one day split their class into two groups. The first group, the pottery teacher told them, you have 30 days, but each day over the course of 30 days, you have to make a pot each and every day. The second group of students said the same thing. You have 30 days to make a pot, 
But instead of making a pot every day, you have 30 days to come up with the most perfect mind-blowing pot you could think of. Now, I can't imagine spending, let's say, 29 days thinking about how to craft a pot on paper. That seems very tedious to me. But they had 39 days to craft, to plan, to do all the groundwork to make the perfect pot. At the end of the 30 days, the second group, they did a stellar job. Of course, they had 30 days to plan. But that first group made a pot that almost exceeded the quality of the second group. Because yes, that first group were tasked, were tasked with making a pot each day. They did so, and they learned each and every time from their mistakes, and they improved. Having learned from their failures, they honed their craft, perfected their technique to create something that was wonderful. I think it's a way for us to think about how we go through our lives as priests, as prophets, as women and men who are part of this unfolding narrative of God. That in our lifetime, we will go through many different pots. Some of them will be good, some of them will be messes, some of them will be okay, some of them may have cracks. But through the course of our time here on earth, we will learn from all these experiences to add to the greater story of God's unfolding story for creation. As we seek to live into the perfected love and life of God, which will require this kind of work. But as we talk about this great reassessment or looking back at our lives, at first it may not be what you're up for right now, and that's okay. But that's not to say we can remain content with where we are at for the rest of our days. For we know that Jesus as the high priest can stay where he is, yet he calls us to something more. Jesus as high priest calls us to continually evolve, continually discern how the Spirit of God is calling us today. To figure out how we, in our own discernment and acting, might add to the blessings, successes, to add to the lessons learned from failures that were written already by the prophets, priests, and apostles who came before our time. Friends, let our realignments or reassessing of our lives, of our priorities, physical and spiritual, help shape us into the kind of people that God is calling us to be in our work of realigning things, if we need to, remember that Christ is always there as that steadfast reassurance when we require comfort and compassion and peace as well. Let it be so. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God.
God bless.